This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora. My name's Rex Lovegrove. And welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Once again, welcome, welcome forward to Colours of the Heart. And again, Cal's in the house, and um, right now, right now, <laughs> I'm experiencing a, a, a strong sense of yumminess in regard to the interviews. And Cal, thank you once again for putting your hand up. Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, we talked about Will and I, um, I, the story just came into my head about there's so much what would we perceive as madness going in our society. You know, there's there's wars and there's there's just just outrageousness um, wherever you turn, assuming you're turning in that direction. And um, and the art of will, and you pointed out to me, um, in amongst all this, this 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 what I perceive as craziness. How do we apply our will to experience something outside of that that we unconsciously lean to? And the next thing you know, we're creating all sorts of fucked upness in relation to how we are in the world and the troubles mm. that we perceive constantly and consistently. How do we how do we do that, please? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting conversation because it's like the, the stuff goes on outside, you know, in the world, and you know, there. There's no doubt some pretty horrible things that are happening in the world. Um, but the assumption is that we make, we make an assumption that we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice in that. And, and we use, we, we have to use our will, right? We, we can apply our will or we can abandon it in any situation. And will is the mechanism by which we assign the power to anything, you know, we, we apply our will to, to assign the power to anything and, and, and choice is the formalisation of that will. We, we, we have a choice in any situation. We have a choice uh, and we have a choice. <clears throat> we have a choice to apply our will or not, you know, we have a, and we have a choice to to see what what's really going on for us and and when we... We often, and I know before I came to this work, I didn't think I had choices. I didn't think I had a choice but to go with the job that I was in. I didn't think I had a choice but to, um, you know, be in struggle in a relationship. I didn't think I had choice in any of those things. I didn't think I had a choice about how, you know, what I perceived my son was going to lack in his life because he was had had a, he didn't have a father and because of all of these things, I felt like I didn't have a choice. But but it was my stuff and my perception of what I thought was going on that was 
that I was believing to be true, that just wasn't the truth. It just wasn't. It, and it comes, it came up for me continually as thoughts and feelings, and and I just was going with that, and that tension that it was creating for me is what kept me in in kept me disempowered. It kept me in the, the belief that I didn't have a choice. Um, <clears throat> And those beliefs then had the power all the time. My, my beliefs that, that, you know, things were bad and <laughs> this is shit and, you know, like I, I don't have a say in this and that's that, that's how things are. That this is how things are in, the, in my life. And because I believed that, I, I really believed that those circumstances had the power. Those circumstances were the way things are and I had to deal with the circumstances rather than be able to see the opportunity to go, well, what else, what else could be true here and step outside of, of that, what I was perceiving to be true. And, and now, you know, it, it is, you have to apply your will to be able to do that, right? You know, you need, you need to be able to, <clears throat> you need to be able to use your will to go, I have a choice here. I can go with, with what I'm triggered about, I can go with what I'm perceiving to be true, or I can step outside of that, go into innocence, connect to the to my truth, and, and really connect to to something different. You know, choose to do something different, choose to act differently, choose to to change, because it, it's it's applying your will to change. You have to be able to, if you really want to make real change in your life, you have to apply your will to do that. Otherwise, you're just going to go with um, whatever is coming at you and be dealing with it like, you know, things are just, you know, the army in front of you and that's all you've got to deal with. But, you know, if if you're in a war... You can't just be fighting the thing in front of you. You have to see. You have to see the truth of what's really going on. You have to get a helicopter view of what's actually happening in this war. And you know, there were a lot of a lot of leaders in in life that you know have made extraordinary. Um, you know, they've made extraordinary moves in in wars, in particular as well. That, that have come to them intuitively because they've stepped outside of what what was actually in front of them and gone, okay, well, yeah, I can see that that's, I can acknowledge that this is going on in my life. This is what I'm perceiving to be true, but what else could be true? What else, um, what's the truth here? And, and that taking taking for granted that you just have to fight what's in front of you is what's going to keep you in the fight that's in front of you. Um, it's not going to allow you to see anything different. I, I and it's th- not. Sorry, I, I think it was Winston Churchill that stated that there's a civil war going on in each and one of us every day. And to actually apply our will to that, that we prefer to experience is the key. Mm. Quite, a, quite an incredible statement. Quite yeah. an incredible statement. Incredible man. He actually, uh, he was actually guided by his dreams. He had dreams about what was going on and he followed them. 
he took he took information from them and he acted on what he received in his dreams and won wars, you know, like won battles. Like it was just, it's there's someone that knew. He knew he was being guided. And it wasn't by what people were telling him was going on or what, what he thought was going on. It was by, he was being guided by a higher source. And he, he acted on that rather than acting on, on what was in front of him and, and did extraordinary things. So it, it is a matter of, you know, you don't need faith. Um, you don't need courage. You don't need to trust. You don't need to believe even. Just act on it. Just use your will and act on it. And and you, you know, in acting on it, it reinforces that that's where the power is, that you, you have the power within you. You have the information within you. You have access to the same wisdom as everybody else on the planet. You, you just have to learn how to, to, to access it, really. Well, Casanova was renowned for his um, um, yeah. ro romance, huh? romance, but he also was an extremely intuitive person. And um, I don't think many realised to the extent of his, his, his um, psychic ability, one of a better word. Yeah. Mm -mm. And, I, and I understand that he said, just make it up. Mm. Can we talk yeah. a little bit about making it up? <laughs> Make it up, like yeah. We we all know Casanova as an incredible lover, and I imagine his ability to make it up made him an incredible lover. <laughs> um, but he he wasn't he wasn't a well-off to-do man, and he he by making stuff up, like people asked him for guidance, and he just made it up. And he made up stuff, and. In making up the stuff, the the kings and the queens and the, of the palaces followed that information, and it all came true. There's as much his surprise as anyone else, because <laughs> he was just making it up. He was just accessing his imagination and going with what was coming to him and saying it out loud, speaking it. He spoke it, and uh, yeah, he he did that, and and. <clears throat> We have to make it up. If we want to make change in our lives, we have to make it up. Because doing what you've always done is going to get you what you've always got. We have to make it up anew. We have to make our lives up anew. We have to make up. Um, we have to make up what it is that we want to create. Because it's not going to be handed to you by someone else. It has to come from within you. You have to be able to have the ability to go, okay, this is what I'm receiving and I'm going to make this up. I'm going to create it. And creating is, is born of imagination. It's a born of, of, of making it up, doing new things. The, the, the geniuses of the world, when you look at the, the Steve Jobs and the, you know, Elon Musk and the people that are, have done things that are outside of the box, they've made it up. They didn't go by, your genius is not copying someone else. Your genius is actually giving you information that's unique to you. Your, it's your unique connections. 
And when you allow yourself to make those connections and go with making it up, not making sense of it, just yeah, following through with it, you you can create something new. Beautiful. Purely from, from heart, from genius. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Fano, you've heard it again. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first and you are sincerely, you are sincerely cared for. Kia Once again, welcome, welcome to Colours of the Heart. Cal, um, in, the, in the pause time, we talked about true choices. So you were, you were, you were referring to our, um, our egoic orientation and our wounds throughout, throughout, our, throughout sessions. And so in amongst all the, you know, what I can, can perceive to be minefields, minds in a minefield, what is a true choice? How do you how do you know you, you, that that what you're going for is actually what's in your heart, rather than trying to compensate for a deficiency or or heal a wound or change your circumstances by fixing yourself? Yeah, yeah, there are yeah, there are definitely true choices, and there's choices that are born of what we call a negative vision, are born of trying, and a negative vision is like going for something to try and get away from something, rather than going for something for the pure sake of having it. <laughs> and it's a purely born, like a true choice for us, uh, you know, for us to make true choices. They must be choices um, to go for something purely just for the desire to have it, to create it, to have it, to, to, to um, bring something to the world that means something for us. It's, it's, it's purposeful to our souls individually not not to everyone else <laughs> or compensating for what we're scared of so um let's talk about negative vision because that that's generally what we spend most of our lives going for something because we think it's going to fulfill us um and often when we get that thing it doesn't fulfill us and we're we're sort of a little bit lost then as to you know what, what <laughs> Why am I not fulfilled? Why, why am I not happy? Why, why is this not working out for me? Because it's actually compensating for what you're scared of, not truly motivated for its own sake. You know, when you make a true choice, it's motivated to create, you're motivated to create that just for its own sake. It's not to, to complete yourself. It's not to, to please other people. It's just born for the, pure criteria alone that it's it's yours that you want to create it um not to get something not to gain something and not to get away from something um and we do i mean we go we go for things all the time that we think are going to fulfill us but it's it's more compensating for what we think we're lacking rather than going for what we really want to create 
and and you know when you when you create something purely for its own sake just for it to exist it's like when you i don't know if you're an artist rex but you you know as artists they don't create art to please people generally the the most incredible art was just created purely for the sake of it existing it's useless essentially it's useless Yes, it's beautiful and you could admire it, but, you know, everyone has their own their own idea of what, what good art is. And that's the most perfect thing about it is it doesn't, it doesn't have to please people. It's just, it's not to gain anything. It's not to get anything. It, it, it's actually just purely created for the sake of it being created, for your heart's uh, satisfaction. And that's it. You know, that's it. Um, yeah, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> me, me too, me too. And I, doing doing natural success, what was what was really apparent to me how how I was motivated, often by the the need not only to to fix but to compensate um, what I perceived to be wrong with me. And it was really, really quite profound when I came to the realization that a lot of, a lot of people in my world see me as really strong and dependable, somebody who's loyal, somebody who stands their ground, someone who, who holds space. But I felt weak. I felt absolutely weak. And my compensation was about to be strong and, 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 um, um, reliant and dependable and to be this, 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 this tree in the wind that just moves a little bit, but the roots go deep. And I'm not saying that they're not qualities that I have, but my reasoning around that was based on wounds in relation to a lack of self-worth or perceived self-worth. And yeah. now, and now, now, but I love actually doing that. I actually love holding space for people. I love reminding people of their own fucking brilliance, but yeah. it's not coming from a place of, um, dysfunction and i'm not yep. suggesting that i don't dance in that world but i do have this ability now to actually know when i'm not authentic to what that i yep. love and you spoke into that beautifully and um I, I think it's and you correct me if i'm mistaken here i think there's something like i don't know it's a 98 of our actions are based on a subconscious need to know how it is rather than just be that that we innately are yeah, ninety-eight percent of our energy is wasted. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's actually more than that. I think we waste more than ninety-eight percent because we are looking for we're looking for validation of how and you know how the world is going to give us love and how the world is going to give us acknowledgement, um, rather than just going for creating what we're going to create because it's that's the thing. So if I want to create something, so say I want to create a a business and instead of just going for creating the business and taking the next obvious step and taking the next obvious step and taking the next obvious step to create that business, uh, my consciousness goes, okay, how am I incomplete <laughs> in relation to creating that business? So oh, I'm not worthy. Um, I'm not worthy of creating it. I, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm, I need to be perfect. And all of a sudden, I'm embroiled in 
making myself perfect, making myself worthy, making myself good enough rather than actually creating the business. And guess what? I turn up in that business as inauthentic because I'm not actually, um, I'm not bringing my heart to that. I'm bringing my, my compensating tendency to that to that space. And like you said, you, we know when we're doing it. <laughs> we know when we're acting out of alignment with our hearts. Yet we still do it because it's compulsive. It's a, it's an egoic compulsion to just uh, to be looking for how we're incomplete, and then being completely embroiled and tangled up in our lives, trying to complete ourselves first mm. and heal ourselves and and make ourselves good enough and more perfect and you know and trust and do all of those things rather than just go for it. And, yeah, those thoughts and feelings are there. They, you know, for me, being a facilitator <coughs> brings up, brought up my shit, you know, <laughs> consistently brings up my shit. But it's like, there it is. I, I go, yeah, that's the thoughts and feelings that go with that. And I, I don't have to engage in that. I can use my will that we are talking about before. I can use my will to make another choice, and that's to step into my highest vibration, to step into my higher self, the truth of who I are, who I am, and what I want to create here. And I want to create transformation. I want to create change. I want to be able to open the doors for people so they can see themselves in a, in a, in a wake up to the truth of who they are and see themselves um, in a light and start bringing, them, bringing their light to the world rather than their fear and their, their, um, their scarcity and lack of choice. You know, that, that it's, it's uh, when I step into that space, it's just like I'm open-hearted. I'm open-hearted and my open-heartedness allows others others to open their hearts and that's, you know, it's a consistent thing. You know, there's, there's moments where you go, oh, what am I doing? And, you know, you doubt yourself and all of that stuff comes up, but it's okay. I can be with the pain of that now and be compassionate towards that pain and rather than think that that's something wrong with me and now I have to pay attention to that. I don't need to pay attention to that. I can step outside of that and go for what I want. Compassion, what does it mean? Ah, to, actually, the words actually mean to be with pain. To be with pain. <clears throat> and the ability to be compassionate with yourself will determine your ability to be compassionate with others. And through this work, I think I learned a whole, I learned compassion on a whole new level. Like I, I always thought I was a fairly compassionate and empathetic kind of person, but compassion for my own pain and being able to sit with my own pain has allowed me to be able to sit with other people's pain and be okay with that and allow people to be in pain. Because I know now that that pain is a gateway. That pain is an opportunity for us to take to see uh, to see our hearts, to actually realize how we're uh, how we're we're believing and how we're perceiving things are about us, what we're perceiving to, to be true about us. And, you know, I thought I was broken. Like I was, I was convinced 
and I was convincing everyone else around me I was broken as well. And it wasn't true. It's just not true. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll spend a lot of time and energy convincing ourselves that we need to need to pay attention to how we're broken and how we're, we're not whole. And our souls can't be broken. It's just, it's, it's an impossibility. It's not, it's, it's a scientific impossibility to, to, you know, to be able to break someone. It's not, it's not possible. Yes, you can have wounds. Yes, you can have things happen that are, are, are terrible. We would never discount that. Um, but being compassionate towards what we're making that mean about us and seeing what we're making it mean about us and how we're projecting that onto the world and and that just keeps us stuck in that pain and stress and, uh, you know, we can bring compassion to that in a, in a whole new way of learning how to love ourselves and love everything that's happening regardless of what we're perceiving about it. Good or bad, hard to say, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful, Cal. I really appreciate you once again um, sharing sharing your wisdom. And Fano, uh, I encourage you to um, look into natural success. Um, William White Cal, um, beautiful, beautiful mahi, um, based in Aroha, based in the heart. And if you are if you are um, eager to experience more of that that you prefer, I suggest that you lean towards this mahi, this work. Beautiful. Thank you, Cal, for putting your hand up once again. Thank you for coming on the show. It's much appreciated. One of my um, one of my um, intentions was to, to to go outside the box and interview change makers, and I've done that. Thank you for uh, engaging in this intention with me for me. Um, so easy to confine ourselves into a bubble and, and, and hope that we're going to experience comfort and yet not, 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 not experience that that could cause more of that that we prefer. And so you've been on the show, is, 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 is tick the box for me. <laughs> tick the box well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> a very a very big box as far as I'm concerned. So thank you, Cal. Thank you so much for being here. Thank oh. you for having me and having these awesome conversations. <laughs> oh yeah. Well you're easy to love, so kia ora. And Fano, Fano, you have been told you are you are sincerely cared for. Kiora. Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired stimulated by what has been said you can contact me at mountaintop life coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback if you haven't been told today let me be the first you are cared for kia ora This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.